Hi there, it's me, Rich Terring here. It's late at night and my family are asleep, so I'm being slightly quiet. Um, welcome to another Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Uh, two guests in this one. We've got Ian Sterling and we have Jason Manford, who was meant to be on first. Uh, and there's a little bit of jeopardy about whether he would show up, but he did show up. Um, it's lots of fun. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we have decided to do an extra podcast recording on Friday the 25th of August, back at the Newtown Theatre. This one's at 3.40pm in the afternoon. Uh, I'll put a link to the tickets in the description. Um, it's because it's not going to be any programmes or anything. You know, we're hoping to sell, we might sell 100 or so tickets. A few have gone, but if you are around and you would like to support the podcast, why not come on down and see the final Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe podcast of 2017 being recorded. Uh, I don't have guests yet, but I'm aiming to try and get someone pretty cool or a couple of people who are pretty cool. Um, yeah, do check out uh, my website, richardherring.com. Check out gofasterstrive.com. Uh, lots of the episodes of As It Occurs To Me are going up for people who've done the Kickstarter and who have also, uh, if you bought the subscription, but also monthly badges are getting the long episodes as well. If you go to www.gofasterstrive.com slash you can uh, buy a subscription to that channel. Uh, but the slightly shorter, sort of 20 minute each shorter episodes should be going up pretty soon. We're just trying to get them all uh, graded and get the sound right on them. And all that sort of thing. If you want to come and see me do my stand-up, I'm doing my show over on 50 until the 26th of August at Pleasance One. Again, there'll be a link in the description. Um, it's selling pretty well, but I think there'll be tickets for most of the days from the 20th to the 26th. Okay, thanks for listening. Do come down and support us at the podcast if you can next Friday. Uh, if not, just sit back and enjoy Rich Tang's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Newtown Theatre Grand Hall. Please ensure all mobile devices are switched off and note that no photography, filming or recording of any kind is permitted. In the unlikely event of a fire, please make your way calmly to the fire exits which are clearly marked either side of the auditorium, following the instructions of the Newtown Theatre staff. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy the show. Don't know why they keep on employ- employing that guy. He's terrible. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Newtown Theatre. Please welcome a man who woke up this morning with a very painful eye, and he doesn't know why. It's Richard Herring! Oh, yeah! Hello! Hello, Edinburgh. How are you doing? Oops. Thank you very much for coming along. Welcome to the show. Welcome our Colin. Wondered where you'd been. Uh, so, uh, welcome to uh, Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe podcast. I was down at the Gravity Trampoline Parks. Um, it's just by the casino, you know, there's a, a Pizza Express. There's a Frankie and Benny's nearby. Don't go there, it's horrible. Uh, you have to put on special socks to go trampolining. Uh, they call it ref, so I don't know if that's going to catch on. Uh, we've got uh, hopefully two guests today. One of them hasn't shown up. Radio Times comedy champion, my ass. Uh, yeah, they just t- taunt him and say, oh, yeah, I'll come do your podcast. No, I won't. 
<laughs> just not going to show up. But we've got a fantastic lineup, uh, even if he doesn't show. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's why, how many days in now are we? About 100 days into the Edinburgh Fringe. I'm extremely tired. Uh, I can't take it anymore. Um, uh, so today is the uh, day uh, that I always think of Andrew Collings, because, of course, it's the day they print the photos of the jumping A-level girls on the, <laughs> on the front of all the newspapers. Uh, think of An Andrew Collings getting angry and aroused at the same time. Uh, there was one on, they did, because obviously they had them live yesterday on the, on the BBC, and there was mainly boys on the one the BBC put on there, which, you know, I can't, I can't mas masturbate to that, can I? Was, I managed, but it was, <laughs> it was an effort. Pull your finger out, BBC, is what I say. Uh, and uh, so the stuff that's been going, I haven't been to see many shows. I went to see um, The Amazing Bubble Man, who does big bubbles. Have you seen it? Yeah, you should go. I mean, it's for kids, really. You'd look a bit weird if you turn up on your own. That wouldn't stop you, will it, Colin? I'm glad to see you back, Colin. Have you, have you been to the other shows? Have I just not seen you? You're further back. You've got to sit at the front, Colin. Come on, you're losing the edge. I need you at the front like a spectre at the feast. I'm just wondering, is he, is he real? Is he really there? It's nice to see you, Colin. I was worried. To be frank, I was worried you died. Uh, in the, so it's nice to know you're still alive. One day there'll just be an empty seat there and your actual ghost will be there. It's Colin from um, the Edinburgh Fringe podcast. Um, and uh, I, I live near... I pass a hairdresser's on my way uh, to the Pleasance Theatre where I'm on every night doing Oh Frig, I'm 50. Come and see it. Still tickets available for most performances. Uh, and uh, uh, there's a the hairdresser's and there's a sign in the window saying chair for rent. Uh, and I wondered if I could just rent that even though I'm not a hairdresser. Just go in. I just wonder what they would do if you go, can I rent the chair? And they go, yeah, sure. And then just go, yeah, I'm just going to sit in here, mate. It's not, I like it here. I like the smell of all the hair cleaning products. It's nice. I'm going to give it a go. Just someone try that for me, come on, please. Uh, and uh, my, I had a mo moment of mortification uh, when... Uh, I, I, the show before me has been overrunning a little bit, often not due to uh, the, their own fault, but sometimes. And, uh, but then they got back on time, and then I went the next day. I was a bit tired. Uh, and the time had come for me to go and get ready to go on stage. And I kind of walked backstage. It was a bit darker than usual. I wasn't really concentrating. Uh, and then I kind of got around, pulled back the curtain, and realised the show was still going on. And I was sort of standing in the wings, but visible to a proportion of the audience and one of the actors. It's, and it's, that's like the worst thing. It was just mortifying as a performer. That, you sort of have nightmares about that sort of thing. But luckily, I was, it's Derivo, who's a, a sort of Russian clown. Uh, he's an old man, and he, and he works very hard. Every time I see him, he's just in the stairs, and he's just exhausted after the show, and he just puts his thumbs up to me, and that's all he, he'll do, but he, doesn't, he won't speak to me now. I've ruined his show. But I was, I was wearing black and white, which was very much in theme of, the, of that. Uh, I think that's maybe all I've got for you. What does that say? Oh, yeah, that's, that's something. For... Right, so we're going to crack on. We might have, uh, we might have an hour-long interview with uh, our, our first guest, or we might have half an hour. Who knows? That's the wonder of the Edinburgh Fringe podcast. He is probably best known from uh, his TV performance on Help, My Supply Teacher is Still Magic. That's why we're all here. That's why his show is selling out every night. Because people loved him in that. Will you please welcome Ian Sterling, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. Come and sit down here, Ian. Awesome. Nice to see you, man. Sit down. Hi. Welcome. Hi there. Welcome. How are you doing? You can take that out of there if you like or leave it in whatever you prefer. I can't. Get it. You can't get it out. I've done it. Yeah, well done. Still, um, still got it. Still magic. Still have got it. I, I did the Craig Ferguson show yesterday. He's a proper interviewer. He's been had a big show in America and then come back and he's doing a podcast kind of radio show now. And they've got all like special microphones. He has a desk and stuff. Fucker. 
Not just giving you a light mic to hold in your hands like that. This is fine. That's all good. I um, feel so good. Tell me a bit about help. My supply teacher is still magic. That is well, why I made I mean, talk. second series. Yeah. I, I presented it. Yeah. The first series was called Help My Supply Teacher's Magic. Yeah. Second series. Yeah. Help My Supply Teacher's Still Magic. I didn't, I didn't like the first series as much. Well, as no, the... one, no one did. <laughs> but the thing is, what I like about it is for Still Magic, they spent a fortune on yeah. prosthetics to cover up the magicians right. so the children wouldn't recognise them from the first series. <laughs> right. The kids did not recognise them. So the reveal of them taking off the prosthetics was just children going, cool, but why has that man been wearing a beard? <laughs> and go, it's me! And they'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And yeah, it got it won a children's BAFTA. Yeah, so you'd won a BAFTA. I mean, I w and I was not invited to the ceremony. Oh really? Yeah, they they said they thought someone else had invited me. Oh. But, yeah. So but you won, didn't you win one on on your own as well as best children's presenter? Yeah, I mean, it is a kids BAFTA. Yeah, I don't care. It's yeah, we leave that off all the marketing. BAFTA winner. <laughs> you get the proper statue, the guy with the eye. Yeah. So it's yeah. like legit. It's not like the one because they they have like a a viewers. Vote on the BAFTA now, oh, and then you get a different. You no, get a BAFTA you get, made out of chocolate. No, basically. you get a bit of plastic, and like an eight-year-old gives you it. Fuck that. <laughs> I got mine off Gordon Ramsay, and then they said, "Can Gordon get photos with me?" And he said, "Oh, I'm with my family." So I just went back into the audience. Yeah. So just me on my own. <laughs> but it was good. I, I'm, I'm excited you went to see Bubble Man. Yeah. Have I you went, seen him? I saw him. I done a thing for Blue Peter years ago. Oh yeah. Was is he still quite? Can you tell he's broken inside? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of... <laughs> well, everything was... I didn't know to what extent it was deliberate, but everything was going wrong for him, right? And I don't think it was deliberate. His, no, no, his I, mic I... wasn't working. Every time he bent down, his mic went... Uh, and uh, every that time... Was a, that was just his soul <laughs> cracking. <laughs> and he kicked over a whole thing of bubbles, right? And you thought, is this... Oh, something pretty magic's going to happen now. And he just said, oh... Okay. Can we get Megan with the tarp? <laughs> and, then, and then he disappeared backstage. We and he put a tarp. He's amazing. He, he is no, literally is amazing. He's, he got is, amazing. he's phenomenal. Yeah. And he, so, it's all, so it's basically, there's two types of children's shows, isn't there? There's one where the parents are sort of, I mean, parents and I will know this. There's two shows where you do the Fringe and you're doing a kid's show. There's one that the adults are into and it becomes a sort of family experience and you all sit together. And there's the ones where the parents are clearly hung over and they go, annoy that man and not me. <laughs> for the next hour <laughs> and he thinks it's a proper art form and it, he's great at yeah, it there was good. one point he was doing this one it was like a spaceship and he was putting smoke in it and this like six-year-old girl she had like pig it could it's like a sitcom pigtails came running towards him and he just went <laughs> you're ruining it <laughs> you're ruining it kids like where is this child's mother <laughs> like i want to touch the bubbles mummy <laughs> He, he, he was saying fuck off with his eyes. Yeah, yeah. It was so impressive. I think he was enjoying it more than that this time. But, he, but everything, even like every time he tried to do something, it would pop. I mean, this is the, if you work with bubbles. <laughs> I mean, bubble mixture, that is the pro It pops, doesn't it? That is the basic mistake you made with there. With bubbles the or children. He's yeah, combined yeah. both. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. It's, I've seen some disappointing children's shows. Just, and that's pretty much all I've seen. I but that a, one was good. That one was enjoyable. I've done a Kids Cayley one year. Oh, did you? Oh, my day. At the Spiegel tent, this company, they were so lovely as well. They lost so much money, man. <laughs> like, honestly, you'd be like, fuck, those guys lost a lot of money. They, it was, so it's a, the Spiegel tent sits about 300 people, and we had this Kaylee on at 11 o'clock, and we had rehearsals, and I was presenting with, again, there's two types of kids' TV presenters as well. There's someone like me that 
sort of like you can tell they don't want to be there and I think the parents <laughs> like that <laughs> and there's ones that look like they had like their genitals removed at about the age of six <laughs> just the most innocent lovely people you've ever met in your entire yeah. life so I got I'm with her she would never drank and I didn't trust her <laughs> and we had to present this and we had like a full Kaylee band and there's like a big kabuki drop and we were meant to be like two clans and there's like this war but the war was done through Kaylee dancing but for that to work you need hundreds of people yeah I think the most tickets we ever sold was 12 <laughs> and the problem with kids show is like you've got one kid to like three or four to two parents so there's about three kids so instead of like hey clan A and clan B it was like hey Johnny do you want to <laughs> stand there and they made me wear yeah it was horrible yeah. so kids shows are pretty grim well, I'm, I'm quite obsessed. You, you worked on the, the grown, the more adult children. I can't think of what the, the more adult children. <laughs> the more adult children version. I watch CBeebies. You on CBeebies. Yeah, right? I've got lots of friends that are children presenters and fans of yours. Yeah. And in your new show, do you talk <laughs> in depth about wanting to have sex with a CBeebies presenter? Yeah, I do, yeah. And yeah. puppets. Yeah. Not just, not just the presenters. Yeah, it's been reported back to me. <laughs> you, are, you, are the, you are the word on the street. <laughs> I'm not even joking. And again, like I said, some of the kids' presenters are so innocent. They're like, oh, have you heard what Richard's been saying? <laughs> I, th I, think, I think he's joking. No, honestly, I'm quite concerned. <laughs> we've, withdrawn, we've withdrawn his offer to do bedtime stories. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I, you know, I wrote about that in the Metro, and then they invited me. I mean, this is what I do in the show, is I talk about when I went to the Furchester Hotel, which many of you all know about already, I think, but it's... But I wrote about fancying Fenella from the Furchester Hotel, who's a puppet, as a Muppet, and wanting to have sex with her. It's a man's, the man's hand's Mark, if that helps you at all. <laughs> it's Mark's hand. Right. Um, but uh, but uh, they invited me to the studio. You know, what kind of that? I basically wrote in the paper, I want to have a threesome with the puppet and the people who the puppeteer and myself. And uh, then they said, yeah, come up to the studio, bring your kids. And I've... you'd think after all the BBC had been through... Yeah, I mean, fa famously, they're not the best at picking their personnel. <laughs> but it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. But I like Rebecca from. It's only Rebecca I like from CBBS. How how graphic? Because the way they talk about it, <laughs> it sounds like you're doing horrific things. I'm not at all. I'm not at all. I just say that I became a bit too attached to Rebecca from Let's Play because I, I found. Well, a I just say Let's Play. You know, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> She dresses up in different costumes every week. She's all playing it all innocent. Primary she, colours, the tease. Knows, she knows what she's doing. Uh, and I, re I genuinely... Re this is a, a joke in the show, but it's true. I realised my obsession with Rebecca was getting a bit far when I found myself watching an episode of Let's Play on BBC iPlayer on my own. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the bit that gets reported back. <laughs> it's the one where she's a tennis player, and I highly recommend it. Uh, but then I, then I backed off. When I went to CBeebies, it wasn't... It, it wasn't what? She I wasn't thought, there. So I, I, thought think my friends, I thought my friends were doing being two children's presenter about it, but see when you actually hear it live, it is grim. <laughs> what was she doing as a tennis player? She's just... Because she's in Let's Play, they dress up as different characters, and she was... She beat, it's a very uh, unrealistic uh, plot. <laughs> she's never played tennis before. All, all, all pornos are. And uh, it is. It's very like that. She's never played tennis, and then she goes to take on Sid. Who I, I don't, you know, he's, he's all right, but I don't fancy him. He weighs his food out. Does he? He's, so, he's like 70 years old, Sid. Yeah, he? he's so ripped. He yeah. weighs his food. He wants... We were on a night out, and he left the night out to get his food skills to come back again. 
We're in London. He lives in Brighton. I'm not making that up. <laughs> He's a, well, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a good-looking man, and he's Handsome. an older, he's an older man. And, so she's uh, taken him on. She's done this there. Yeah, she's done that. So he, so he was the world champion, and she was just coming in. She didn't really know the rules of tennis, and then she that. managed to beat the world champion of tennis. And the court wasn't right. It was just drawn on the. It was a cartoon drawn on the floor. It was ridiculous, but it's still a good show for, <laughs> <laughs> for other reasons. Um, the Furchester Hotel people liked the fact that I fancied them. They were very, oh, they were overexcited, I would say. Pu I was a bit worried it was actually going to happen when I got there. I, just... I don't think puppeteers get the sort of sex symbol status that they, <laughs> they want. <laughs> no. This essentially doing a reach around yeah. all day. <laughs> a furry, it's a furry reach around, a which is the A furry reach around. Do you think I'll get another series of Help My Supply Teacher Still Magic? <laughs> I don't think you will. I don't think you will. I think you may have burnt those bridges already. So, um, how was Hacker the Dog? Because tweet he tweeted me the other day, Hacker the Dog. We used to. We used to tweet you. Yeah. Ian and Hacker, we used to tweet you because you used to... Again, now, at the time, I assumed you had children. Because this is years ago. You used to tweet so you're watching CBBC, and I used to do the broom cupboard with a talking dog called Hacker the Dog. So we'd tweet you, and we'd put your stand-up at the start. So I'd, it'd be me going, mmm. So I'd be eating yoghurt. And the dog would go, somebody likes yoghurt. And we'd go, anyway, here's Tracy Beaker. So like, it makes no sense. And you'd never reply. So yeah, he's obsessed. No, I didn't, Phil I didn't that plays that. Hacker's obsessed with you. Yeah. But Hacker's like, he's very funny. Have you seen it? People always ask me about him to this yeah. day. I'm sort of like the Robbie from EastEnders of children's television. <laughs> well, I'd stayed and I got sacked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good. It's, I don't, you know, he's not, he's no Fenella. I don't, I don't want to have sex with Hacker. I'm not sick. Uh, you were born in 1988. Yeah, you did a gig with Craig Ferguson in I did, I did, that's what I did. And you were born six months after I appeared, first appeared at the Edinburgh Fringe. Just makes me feel sad. <laughs> but I was trying, then I was trying to work out, you know, actually I came to Edinburgh seven months before you were born. Were you born prematurely? Because I could be your dad. <laughs> what I'm saying. If I'd had sex in 1987, which I didn't. <laughs> but Stuart Lee masturbated me with a ventriloquist dummy. And if he collected the sperm that came out and then put that in your mother's vagina my canal... I mean, it would explain mine and my mother's puppet fetish. <laughs> well, it explains my puppet fetish, I think, doesn't it? That's where that began. But um, uh, it's incredible that, yeah, you're, you're so young. You're a very young man. But have you done, like, student gigs? They're so young. Yeah, well, like, you do start... Because you're, you're, well, you're approaching 30, aren't you? So you're, yeah. there are, obviously... Oh, you do shit, start to I'm feel, 30. That's yeah. the show next year. <laughs> it starts... Um, it starts feeling weird when you're sort of in your mid-20s going to student Yeah, gigs. it's horrible. When they were born after PlayStation... <laughs> I don't feel like you heard what I just said. <laughs> they were born after PlayStation. Well, like now, students, there must be nearly students at university. There's probably a clever little spotty math student who was born in the 21st centuries at university, isn't there? They yeah. That's what it sounds. Well, yeah, I mean, We're like, just yeah. coming up, will it, to the next... Born into the year 2000. Yeah. That like university. Well, technically, that's not the 21st century, but well, I'm going <laughs> to... Let it go. How long till Jason gets here? <laughs> he's on his way. He's texting me. Let's just see what he said. Uh, the Apple Watch comes into its own after two years of ownership. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, pal. It's Jason. Got my times mixed up. I know, we know what you've been doing, Jason. Uh, and, uh, but I'm on my way to you shortly, so it's all right. So we'll be I okay. love the Edinburgh Festival because sometimes you feel really special. <laughs> and sometimes you feel like you're definitely not Jason Manford. 
but I was going to put Jason on first. You're the big attraction. You're the, you've sold out all your gigs here. So I don't know. For some reason, I don't know why. So you've been doing this uh, Love Island, which I haven't seen. I tried, but, to, I tried to watch some clips of it today. Great. But, but there was nothing with you in it. It was all just... I'm just a voiceover. It was just people kissing each other and then saying, I'm sorry, I kissed that person. Is that what well, it basically is? Doesn't do it for you. <laughs> Not enough far involved. <laughs> it didn't. I th I'd like to do you see you commenting on pornography. I think that would just... I'd like you to come on to, on to you porn, which I've chanced across occasionally, uh, and just explain what's going on in the stories of, of that as well. Yeah, do like a real breakdown. Yeah. The factual inaccuracies. <laughs> that plumber would... He would ask... He would, he would get his money up front. <laughs> there would be some sort of deposit system. They're related. That's horrible. <laughs> Oh, no, wait, they're from Fife. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> How did you end up doing the celebrity... No, sorry, the Love Island. It's not Celebrity Love Island. That was the... It's a weird show because it was on, like... It, it was the, on the, ten, ten years, years previously. Yeah. And it, was a, it didn't go that well. Yeah. So then they brought it back, which yeah. seems to be the way films and television are made nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Either something is incredible and doesn't need to be touched or shouldn't be touched again, and they make, remake it. Yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those boring ones. Some of the times something interesting, but I just got a folk. Do you want to be on this show? And I said no. <laughs> and then they said how much, and I went okay. <laughs> but no, I was. It was too. It was really near Edinburgh. It was during the summer, so yeah. it's when you should be previewing for Edinburgh. I used to live with a comedian called Phil Wang. Oh yes. And if it, wow, someone more excited that I lived with Phil Wang yeah. than that than I'm here. I think they're just they were just shocked you said Wang. I think there's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit rude for my audience. That kind of language. Phil Wang in a flat. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Um, and he just sort of said to me, well, that's, you go to Edinburgh to get jobs like that. And because it's a voiceover, if it gone really badly, I could have just said it wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, you know, generally speaking, a voiceover doesn't... I mean, it's happened with Come Dine With Me. Uh, yeah. That, uh, he's, I've just temporarily forgotten his name. Dave Lamb. Dave Lamb, my very good friend Dave Lamb, who's... Yeah. It's, a, it's a long way through the, the, the festival and my brain is genuinely not working. Uh, Dave Lamb became like a massive star. So it's a, it's a similar trajectory well, to this. Well, at the start, the, 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 in series one, a lot of people were tweeting, wow, David Tennant must have a big tax bill. <laughs> <laughs> Has David Tennant got divorced recently? Why is he doing this? So everyone thought I was David Tennant. Yeah. And then if doing W1A, everyone's like, oh, well done, Ian. <laughs> no, that's not me. It's too critically acclaimed for me to be involved. <laughs> so, yeah, but it was, it was good. It's, it's a good show, I think. Yeah. I was a bit worried about it. They are, it's tastefully done. I think people make... It is. You can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> oh, just because I'm not Jason Manford. <laughs> I think it is... Do you know what I mean? People sort of focus on how... Uh, raunchy it is, yeah. and I suppose it is reality, so it's quite, but it's not really. No. It's very sort of sitcom -y. carry on. <laughs> you don't see anything happen. No. I think even you would struggle. <laughs> like Game of Thrones or something's got a lot more. That's true. That's true. B's and T's. Yes. Bums and tits, that was. Yeah, okay. I, I, don't, I only clarified. I thought you said P's and T's, so I thought it was uh, penises and tits. There's a <laughs> lot more penises and tits. Mind your P's and T's. <laughs> Um, but it's amazing that that's... So that's... Uh, we, last year when you were in Edinburgh, if you were here last yeah. year, did you, did, were, you, were you selling well as well? Yeah, I mean, you, same you, room. You were sort of a big... You were, you've done well, in, especially in uh, Scotland, haven't Edith, you? I'm from yeah, Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you get... That helps. Yeah. But, like, you had sold out all your tickets before the run yeah, began, which I is the sort here. of dream which doesn't really happen to many people. Yeah. I so. mean, you still have to pay for 
everything. <laughs> so I've still got flyers that are in a flat that I've paid for who don't know when my show's on. Yeah. Well, I saw, but I met you, like, uh, right near the beginning of the festival, and you, the flyers, we were having a drink with some of the flyers, and you were being very nice to them, and I said to them, I don't know why he's being so nice, he's sold every ticket. I don't know, he's, this proves he's a nice guy, because he's being nice to you now. And then you said, I have got some extra shows. So, <laughs> yeah, I do. I but you're very, you, see, you seem very... Like, Craig Ferguson is a very down-to-earth man who's incredibly Well, like I said, but first of all, that's what, the thing is, you can, you can feel great for, like, a bit, and then, I know I joked about it earlier on, but then you do just do a gig, just die in your hole, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just a piece of shit. Just a war. You died in Livingston. So Colin's come in, you what died in Livingston. What the fuck is That's going on at this gig? <laughs> You'll do half an hour after Colin Manford. That's his, Jason's brother. Yeah. <laughs> what happened in Livingston? Oh, my God. Are you from there? No. No, How... he, uh, Colin travels around just to... He hears someone's going to die and then comes and, s <laughs> comes and sits in the front row. That's why he's here today. He's back that, today. That gig was the most insane gig of my right. like, year. Yeah. I'd done this gig in Livingston, because it's near Edinburgh. People, well, either one knew... I get a lot of people that know my mum. <laughs> but then they act like they've just come, like everyone else has really rudely shown up to this meeting. So I had people sort of going, oh, how's your mum? I'm at a gig, a theatre. How's your mum? I'm like, can we... We'll get onto that in a minute. Yeah. But they'd always seen my material. So I started doing a joke, and a woman put her hand up. She went, oh, yeah, we started um, thinking about... Before I'd... So nothing happened. And then, um, yeah, people like Colin just started, sort of a Q&A kicked off. Yeah. I think I handled it all right, Colin. Nope, uh, thumbs, thumbs down. Thumbs down from Colin. <laughs> Colin comes to every... Colin's quite famous for coming, sitting in front row of people gigs and not smiling at any point. I don't, he's come to so many of my shows and I don't think I've ever seen him laugh once. So look, see, look, I mean, look, like, even though yeah, I do a joke about him, he's still just... Fury, he just comes to be furious. That so he maybe brought 700 furious friends with him you to do, your gig. You do get that middle-aged man thing where it's like they, they're almost they're impressed that they've not enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> See that, Susan? Didn't smile once. See that? <laughs> Smashed it. Let's go back next year. Love that. <laughs> Parking's expensive. I hated it. I ruined your evening. Let's happy 40th anniversary. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> um, so your show's called. Are you going to are you going to tour the show? It's called yeah. U, U OK Hunt. U OK Question Hunt. Mark, which is, yeah. I believe, some text text speak. It's the yeah. kind of thing that happens on Facebook, isn't it? That's yeah, it's what I something believe. that people just put on. Yeah, I like. To, it's the sort of thing you put if someone puts in some sort of sincere message on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. It's called U OK Hunt. Yeah. Because fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like to see you sarcastic, which I presume you are using it sarcastic. But it is it is when people give that very much like I want everyone to ask if I'm okay now I just by hate, putting this I hate it yeah what are you doing <laughs> no one cares <laughs> I just you worry about people on social media sometimes yeah you like oversharing thing yeah it can be difficult I think you know I've probably, I think like especially in Edinburgh I think last time I was in Edinburgh people kept on saying to me I'm a bit worried because I but I because I blog about everything and you know and I like to be honest about how Edinburgh's going in the blog but I think people then because it wasn't going very well people thought I was having a breakdown I was just Scared about. Oh, you the were money also I was having a bit of a break. I was having a break. Well, I was just—I was a bit depressed because I was losing forty-five thousand pounds. But apart from that, fuck me, you should have put on a Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Bubble Man. Unless that Bubble Mixture is expensive, he's making a lot. He of money. makes he's mad making coin. a lot of money. I and I bought that stuff. It's only like fifty p a tube, isn't it? 
He probably just makes, he just puts free liquid in a he bath. Does, he probably does. Imagine the image of him making that the morning of. <laughs> just bubble man. And uh, he still use the inflatable like paddling pool. Yeah. Just him. Think of, in the George Square Theatre at 12 in the afternoon, <laughs> stood in a, bub, a paddling pool of fairy liquid and water. Trying to do your art form, and yeah. a six-year-old's going to fucking ruin it. <laughs> I think he was great. Do go and see him. He's amazing. He is really it's good. Ma- it's li- some of it feels like actual magic, I yeah. think. Because when he fills them with smoke, and then they start wobbling, it looks like a solid... looks like there's a solid thing flying in the and air. And he manages to be like rings of Saturn. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we might have not sold any tickets to our show, but no, Bubble Man... It's going to become like a cult hit. <laughs> He's good, I'll have him on next week. That'd be good on an audio podcast, wouldn't it, maybe? <laughs> I should say, we're doing a... I'll tell you people here, because I think there's the best chance that you'll come. We're doing an extra one of these next week. I decided over having, having so much fun. Uh, it's at 3.40 on Friday, uh, the 25th of August. Haven't booked any guests yet, but it might be Bob, Bob Man and Rumpel, I think I'll go for. That's, uh, <laughs> that's my dream. <laughs> dream line-up. Uh, so do come along if you can. We sold uh, 36 tickets so far. <sighs> May have, mis- may have miscalculated on that. Uh... And Colin's coming, so it's essentially come? 35. Are you coming, Colin? You'll get a front seat this time, don't worry, it'll be fine. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you want to be on it, just if you want to be a guest next week, Colin. <laughs> You're talking enough this week. It's being an Edinburgh <laughs> man. How's the festival? Well, there's nowhere to park. <laughs> just go to the Royal Mile and judge folk. <laughs> No, I don't want a flyer, mate. You're 12. You're dressed like Shakespeare. Fuck off. <laughs> Your parents encourage you too much when you are young. You need to be like me. <laughs> Come to the front row and ruin a young man's life. <laughs> well, how was the gig? Oh, I just went to this podcast and reminded a boy of the time he died in Livingston. <laughs> Why did you do that? Just make me feel better about myself. <laughs> Happy 41st anniversary. <laughs> So, do you know Rebecca from CBeebies personally? Can you? Gen- do you want me to tell you the genuine truth? Yeah. She told me to say no. <laughs> <laughs> she wished me happy 49th birthday on Twitter before she, <laughs> Did you? Before she really. I mentioned her in an article and then she mentioned <laughs> me happy birthday. She's very nice. She seems very nice. She's, she's lovely. She knows what she's doing. She knows. So, are you, are you worrying about turning 30? Are you having a midlife crisis about an early midlife crisis? I, I, I worried a little bit about it. Did you worry about it? I, yeah. I, I don't. I think, no. I think, it's not, it's my generation, we're all knackered anyway. There's nothing yeah. to do at fair. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you should, no one's had babies. It's kind of, no one can afford a house. <laughs> it's f- absolutely fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's terrible for te- I've always thought I'd be like the young guy on telly. Yeah. At the Jack Whitehall. And I still am young, but I'm not like... There is just enough in age, isn't it? Yeah. It's not young enough to be like, oh, what an achievement, or like, oh, you're still going. It's like, oh, yeah, you've done that. Yeah. Well, I'm on Mock the Week. Yeah, you're fairy. You're a man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it just ruins that a bit. Yeah. And also, my quote from The Guardian, which is the only quote I've had from a newspaper, has 20-something in it. Right. So I need a new quote now. You all need a new quote. So that's annoying. Colin will give you one. Cunt, Connor. <laughs> I'll ask you an emergency question. The one that's come up 
big page, I'll ask you the question, which is the, sex, <laughs> which is the sexiest TV puppet? That's just come up. So I've got to, in your opinion, which puppet, if you had to have sex with a puppet from any TV show, it doesn't have to be one you know from CBeebies, mm -hmm. uh, which, which puppet would you have sex with? This, I must be the only guest you've had where this question is difficult because I've got so many in my head. <laughs> you want one where you feel like you wouldn't ruin their life? Yeah. Someone that could take it. <laughs> Not in that, no, no, I mean mentally. <laughs> you know, if you don't, uh, Elmo would be a wreck for yeah, days. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's why I've gone for Fenella. I'm not sick. I'm not like a Peter puppet file. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go for a child one. Elmo's a child. That's another problem. Because they're different, you don't know what species it's. The age is tricky. <laughs> it is. Because Big Bird, you know, young looks... That, I mean, this is the thing. She, she looked old. I mean, it's a, it's a real minefield. I'm going to go with Oscar the Grouch. OK. Yeah. I think he'd be well up for it. I think... That might be why it's so grouchy. And then also, if you want a hack joke, I mean, you're already in the bins. <laughs> so you can have, like, sex in the bins. Yeah. There's a line in that. I mean, it didn't work tonight. <laughs> Colin's delighted. That's karma, you prick. Um, I'll ask you another emergency question. Uh, Jason Manford's arrived now. We can all relax. It's all gonna be I've, never been, I've never been interviewed by someone who's looked at their watch so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to keep track. I feel, like, confused. I've got one time on my computer that's not the same as on my watch, so I'm confused. What is the most libelous thing you can say about Prince Andrew? That's question 296. <laughs> and remember, that means it has to be untrue. That's the difficult thing about this question. Because oh, many yeah. of the things you think might be libelous turn out to be... Yeah, you've got the defence of Veritas. Yeah. <laughs> so you're deliberately trying to think of something that's not true about Prince Andrew. So obviously it can't be anything to do with... <laughs> uh, I can't be bothered to put the beeps on myself, so I would just imagine I've said beep, 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 He's got no ongoing inquiries. That's probably true. They kind of, you know, goes, good luck to him, the royal family, I say, eh? Old Prince Philip. 22,219 uh, pub, separate pu uh, public appearances on, the, on his own. I group. can't wait. That's my aim. I can't wait yeah. to be as old as him. Yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Because I've got my grand... I just can't wait to be that old. Yeah. Where you don't care anymore. And you've got... Kid, do you know what I mean? When you can be so old, you can just go to your family, say something, like, horrific, look at your family and go, that's now your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the restaurant, something racist. All right, son, you deal with that. Yeah. I'm going to finish my Rogan Josh. <laughs> well, Prince Philip was ill the same week as Nelson Mandela was ill, and I was doing a joke, and that was during Edinburgh, I think. I was doing a joke about this is uh, God's chance to, to let us know whether right, right, racism is right or wrong. Uh, and, and God chose to kill Nelson Mandela. And, and not only that, Prince Philip's lived about another six years since then, so it's, it's very much uh, Donald Trump in heaven. That's what's been decided. It's amazing to think he's still going, isn't he? I mean, you know. It is impressive. Good, good luck to him. Yeah, it's almost like loads of vital medical services are wasted on a man that's nearly dead. <laughs> but, you know, now I know he's played by Doctor Who. You know, he's Doctor, he was Doctor Who when he was young, wasn't he? So, no? Okay. You don't watch the Netflix thing about the royal family? You're right. I know where it is a bit much, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Right, I will ask you uh, one more emergency question. Just the time's gone by very quickly. That's what I can't believe. Did we start on time? We didn't quite start on time, did we, So Five maybe? minutes late, I think. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Thank God it's... Craig Ferguson would have a little table for all those books. He would. He, had, he, had, he has a desk that's right in front of him. <laughs> I love, Richard did say it to me before he went, oh, just in the F F Craig Ferguson podcast. It was really fancy. He had a desk. <laughs> Not like a table from back... This isn't even my table. They just <laughs> gave me this. No respect. All right, this is, this is the emergency question that's going to do it. 436. You know what it is, is already there. If you had a finger that could cure rectal cancer, but only if you pushed it hard up the anus of the cancer sufferer, would you cure anyone, everyone, or be like Jesus and just cure a few? I mean, the admin involved in that. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to attempt everyone. You would, yeah, I think that. But I don't know, like, would they'd come to you, surely. But then you I could... mean, did they come to Jesus? I suppose some of them did. But I, think the, I think the kind of people who expect to be cured of rectal cancer by someone shoving their finger up their ass. Do you know they're how the kind like, of people who will wait for you to come to them. If they, all, if they all come to your flat, though, do you know when you see someone queuing for an Edinburgh show and it looks pretty grim? <laughs> Imagine that queue. <laughs> Just a load of blokes outside your house. I think they'd be excited, though. They'd be, they'd be sad that they had rectal cancer, but then delighted that it was about to be cured and also that you were going to put the, your finger up their ass. I think... Some of them would be doubly delighted. I think it'd mainly be the cancer thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe we've lost the, audi the lunchtime audience with that one. <laughs> Deciding that. <laughs> um, all right, we'll do one more emergency question, then we'll bring on our uh, other guest. It's been lots of fun meeting you. A very nice young man. Uh, uh, stay, stay unaffected and stay being nice. I will be that. Good. Thanks. They're good. Because it's good. As I didn't. I became a prick, and then I was taken off the TV for 20 years. So I'm still, <laughs> still waiting to get back on. So, um, what is the most... Why are they so scatological, these? You could just read another one. Um, what, what is the most unusual thing you've ever used as a toilet paper substitute? I mean, is that a question to ask someone as they're about to leave? Not when you went, oh, it's quite rude for a lunchtime audience, and then <laughs> fired into that. Yeah, I'll try and find a nice one. I mean, you, I could get, nice the answer's a receipt from Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> and I had toilet paper. <laughs> Was there some extra hot sauce still on there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, this is what I think of your pricing policies. Um, do you think the Adam Sander film The Cobbler could ever happen in real life? There you go, that's... Have you seen the Adam Sander film The Cobbler? Is that the one where... I mean, it's the one where he's a cobbler, to be fair. But he's not in it. <laughs> Isn't it very much? Is that the one where he done it? Is it one where he, he what is it? He puts on shoes, or he mends shoes, and it becomes the person. What? Yeah. How's it? What? If he, he he owns a cobbler shop. His dad was uh, some famous actor. Forget who it is now. I mean, up to that, that point, that would happen. Had a magic co cobbling machine. If you cobble someone's shoes on it and then put on their shoes, you turn into that person. So as long as they have the, uh, roughly the same size feet as you, you can then get up to all kinds of hijinks by pretending to be the. the you'd become that person. Yeah, I don't think you're watching that Adam Sandler film and the, the, the thing that you got him out is, well, that person's a size six and Adam's a size ten. <laughs> I don't think that's where you lose the... But well, that's what it has to be, don't it? So he had, but he, he literally has to, he has to check the sizes to check he can fit the shoes. And then... So they, they, the hilarious thing they do is, like, they can, they can become a woman by, by 
Um, well, like a, a transvestite, because the tra there's a transvestite with the same size shoes as him, so then he be can become a, tran a transvestite man, which is hilarious. That's the hilarious bit. But it's not him dressed up, it's just another... No, it's, it's just he becomes the... Yeah, it's, it was an easy film for him to do. He'll got so much money for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, he gets a lot of money for all of those films. You know what, he just needs to stay humble. Yeah, he does. He, I think he has. I, what I like about Adam Sandler, and it's one of the things that's bad about him as well, is that he puts all his friends and stuff. He stayed very true to his friends. Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider retweets me all the time. Really? And I have no idea why. He retweets, like, my Edinburgh show. I've never met him. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. <laughs> Honestly, Juice Bigelow, is that what he's the in that? The stripper, what's he called? Male Gigolo. Oh, yeah, Juice, Juice Bigelow. Just retweet. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm doing a gig in Hull. Are you sure it's definitely him? It's 100% him. He's Is terrified. he doing it in a, a slightly offensive racial stereotype while he's doing it? Then it's definitely him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got no CBBC career and he's going to unfollow me now. So are you going to tour? Are you touring with the show? February, the, February next, year. next year. That's the same time I'm touring. Yeah, how's it going? Look, how's it looking? It'll be the usual ragbag of idiots on uh, my one. It keep, uh, it's enough to sustain my li the lifestyle I've become uh, used to, not having a desk. Yeah. I think you should buy a chair. table. <laughs> I, might get, I might buy a table. I might do kickstart so I can get um, a desk as good as Craig Ferguson's. Uh, look, we're going to have to let you go because uh, we've got another guest coming. That's I don't fine. know if, you, if he's turned up. We'll see, we'll see if he's here. Everyone's been flashing lights at me and stuff. Oh, God. So that either means it's all part of an hilarious prank that Jason Manford's going to leave me sitting on stage for 25 minutes on my own. If I have to come back on now, it'll be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and if I come back on, I demand you ask me the rectal cancer one again. <laughs> I will do again. And let me know about uh, Rebecca if she, if, she, if she ever changes her mind. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ian Sterling. Give me a grand applause. Cheers, man. Awesome. Thanks so much. And keep that applause going for my next guest, who is probably best known as Jammy from the Xbox 360 game Fable 3. It's Jason Manford, ladies and gentlemen. Is it? Is he here? No. You're kidding. Ah, that's why he's the. That's why he's. That's why he's the comedy champion. <laughs> Come in. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. What happened with you turning up? Oh, sorry. I was at the uh, Radio <laughs> Times Comedy Gala. Um, uh. <laughs> it's like a it's like a winner's meal thing that we uh, got invited to. <laughs> Pick up our prize money and yeah. a trophy and that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, if you don't know, there was last week, um, and I mentioned it. I was quite. I was. There was a little bit of hubris in my introduction last week, where I said I'm the uh, the soon to be anointed Radio Times comedy champion. <laughs> I think I did admit that I thought I would lose. It was uh, long past being a competition of who was funniest, though, wasn't it? It was. It, was. it very much became who who has the most fans who've got fuck all to do. <laughs> That's what it, that's what it, it was. That's what it and it turned out on a Friday night, just after 9.30, it was your, that's your my, fans. That's when my guys come out. I like that a lot of your fans came back, because you were tweeting the fact that some of my... Some of the, it was basically a poll of the Radio Times. It was like a knockout Richard Osman style. That's where yeah. they got the idea from. Uh, tournament. And somehow I was in it. I don't really understand why I was in it at the start. <laughs> and I beat Ricky Gervais in the semi-final. 
he'd been tweeting about it, and then I started tweeting about it, and I got way ahead, and he stopped tweeting about it <laughs> so that he could pretend he didn't care. <laughs> Whereas, so I respected you a lot more because I got a long way ahead, and then you went, right, fuck it. Yeah, well, it was, it was again, it was one of them where you go, hang on a minute. I don't mind getting knocked out, but when there's an actual number saying you're 92% not funny, I no. No. So it was it was it was good fun, uh, but I was slightly I, obsessed by it though, didn't yeah. we? It was well. I, I, once I'd been Ricky Gervais, I sort of didn't mind. Yes. Uh, and but I was still really loved to win. So yeah, no. I'm, I thought I'm about killing myself on the evening it happened just well, to I felt bad. make I'm, you feel bad. No, I, I, <laughs> I felt bad even without your death. Um, just because I know how much it would have meant to it you. It would have meant a lot to me, and for you to uh, bully me and. Get your stupid police <laughs> chief. <laughs> Bully me by being more popular than me. But anyway, <laughs> it was, you know, I've, you know, I've buried the hatchet. I've invited you along. But who thinks, who's, let's just do a little, uh, <laughs> let's do it now and see. Who um, thinks um, Jason yeah, yeah. Manford's funniest? Cheer now. Ah, oh, it's quite good. That was <laughs> all right, actually, than considering it's your yeah, crowd. I'm, yeah. I'm scared. I was, I was expecting nothing. <laughs> I'm scared. Who thinks I'm the best? You think you won no, again? You've won, you've won that. <laughs> you've won that. But it sounds like my guys uh, spend more on tickets. Yeah. So I'll take that because that's what I need for my five children. It's true. Well, I wondered if you just got your five children just pressing vote because you could vote as many times. It was a yeah, stupid was, thing. That's what made it not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> radio, the only real winner was the Radio Times ad revenue. To be fair, because they they were. They were Though on. I think all the people who they, they that ghost who will be upset when they discover it was just people setting it was bots. Twelve up. people. Yeah. Um, but thank you for everyone for voting me and not and not being as not being as even as good as Jason Manford's fan. Wasn't it weird, though, that it was, again, 51-49? Yeah, it was, There's yeah, something it was... about those numbers yeah. that really splits this country in <laughs> half, whatever the subject matter. And I think your victory will be as disastrous for the country as Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's lovely to see you. It's been lovely a little while since I saw you. you. We yeah. had a weird... I've won the T-shirt in memory. I know, memory. I can't believe I forgot um, mine. But uh, we had a weird coincidence thing that happened. Very weird, actually, where we'd... Mm. we'd been doing a couple of things where we were both in the same week. We went. Been, we were I was going to be. I was we? in your little short film that your company had made. That's right. Yes. And then Noble. you arrived like an hour after I'd left, so I didn't meet you on the set. Yeah, there was like we did a short film for Sky. Ross yeah. Noble wrote a horror film, and you were you yeah. were in that. Yeah. I had a part in that it was a lot of fun. Right, and then the two that, days yeah. later, we did a gig in Bristol where slapstick festival. Yeah, it was a. It yeah. was still the weirdest charity gig I've ever done. It was a charity gig for the slapstick comedy festival yeah. in Bristol. And usually, you know, when you go on stage at a charity gig, and you're like, we're trying to raise money for this little boy to go to America and. Uh, you know, for this illness, uh, you know, we're trying to raise money for some cat sanctuary. Like, just, it's usually about saving lives. And yeah. we were just like trying to raise money so you can watch Charlie Chaplin on a big screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a charity at all. But we just missed each other at that. And yeah. then you tweet saying, I think Richard Tang's trying to avoid me. Because it kept uh, happening, yeah. Yeah, because we'd, we'd seen each other. And then the, ne the day after that, we both happened to choose to go. At very last minute, we got tickets to go. I got tickets saying the Groundhog Day, the musical. Groundhog Day, the Walked musical, Walked into yeah. the foyer of the theatre, and you were in there. Yeah. And what was really embarrassing about it was we were both wearing the slapstick T-shirt we'd been given our the free night before. Our T-shirt. Charity kit. So we'd both, got, we'd both got up on the morning and gone, yeah, free T-shirt. <laughs> Well, it's, to be honest... I remember we were both standing wearing exactly the same uh, Yeah, thing. it was just nice to... F I just... To be given a free T-shirt, but just to have a, a new T-shirt that fitted yeah. for me that wasn't tight around here. That's it is what, quite good. What... I was thinking that this morning when I put it on. Yeah, I've, I've it's been, a lot I've of been, give. Yeah. It's a lot of give. It is, it's nice. <laughs>
So that was fun. Uh, and um, <laughs> what else have you been up to? You've, uh, the, you've, well, you've been like you've been doing a lot of because I talked to you in Edinburgh. You were the, I think you were the last guest on the last uh, Edinburgh Fringe podcast we did about four years ago. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, and um, you've done big heads in that time since then. I've done big heads. Yes. <laughs> Tell me a bit about big heads. Big heads is uh, it was a game show for ITV yeah. where uh, people ran around with big heads. Can't all be Broadchurch, Richard. <laughs> it was sort of mixed between spitting image and it's a knockout. And... Yeah, we don't talk about it's a knockout. We say Jean-Paul Frontier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We use the French version. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit like it's a knockout, isn't it? The PR department were like, yeah, we don't talk about it's a knockout anymore. Uh, can you refer to a different show? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but it was, yeah, it was, you know, it was a real laugh. And what was really nice was they let me uh, and me and a couple of pals just write the script for it and all right. the links because I said, look, I can't, honestly come out on this show and just go, welcome to Big Heads. This is the greatest form of entertainment that's ever been made. <laughs> I knew people would like it because it was so silly and daft. But I think what was nice was I said, look, I'm going to write it from this angle, which is I'm going to do all the jokes I think people would write about it on Twitter, but use them as the links to the show. <laughs> so everything was like, welcome back to Big Heads, the, the, the show that proves somebody at ITV is having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they just let me. They just let me do it. It was great. So, um, yeah, so I think we're doing that again in January. And, oh, terrific. Uh, yeah, it's good fun. Really cool, cool. silly. But you've been, I mean, there's so much going on. It's insane. I mean, you've got a production company, so you make, you're making your own Yeah, we're films. doing a few, a few films and, uh, and some entertainment stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just trying to, trying to get stuff done where like, I'm not in. That's, yeah. the, that's the ambition. <laughs> just to be, I want to be the guy, uh, I bumped into a guy who um, is one of the creators of Peppa Pig. Yes. This man is my hero. <laughs> He's created this show that ends exactly the same every episode with... <laughs> People jumping in muddy puddles or rolling around on the arses laughing. Um, and he's just sat in this mansion and, a, and, a, and a, he's got a yacht and all these things because of Peppa Pig. Yeah. So that's the dream to do fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> but you're still doing quite a lot of other things. And you run uh, Mantha's comedy clubs? Yeah, so we've got about 20 comedy clubs around the country. Yeah. Me and my brother Colin. And um, we, yeah, they, they, they just run out all the way through the year. Yeah. So it's, they're quite good fun. Yeah, and you, it's sort of, it's good to have one run by comedians. Well, that was why I did it, because it was about a time where jonglers, oh shit, I've mentioned them, but I didn't mean to mention them. <laughs> There's this company who are doing comedy. I can edit it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, there's, a, there's a few, quite a few of the co uh, companies can be a bit harsh with comics yeah they can be they, you know they don't pay them on time they don't pay them at all some of them um they you know the the, the people turning up and it's more about selling alcohol than it is about the show and yeah, all that yeah. and i just thought well look I, i've sort of i've got my job already but i reckon i could we could do this with the with the, the sort of infrastructure i already had in, in in my office so um so we just did and we set it up and i mean nobody's retiring off the back of the money made at a comedy club you know there's yeah. no money in it but it, it earns enough to look after itself and and they're always in really lovely little theaters in towns that don't really have comedy. So yeah, it's essentially great. just like loads of brilliant comics, really lovely audiences, and just bringing those brilliant people together yeah. for a great night. But it's really important, and I think also, like, there's a big... Gen our sort of generation and your generation of comedians have sort of come through the comedy clubs and mm. then become massive, and then 
the comedy clubs are... St- Br- brought the ladder up. Brought the yeah, ladder yeah. up. So the I'm comedy right clubs now. are struggling. Yeah, and it's, well, it's very hard for new comedians anyway, I think, because there's so many comedians. Yeah, well, it's also hard when you're, as, even just as a member of public, because you go, you've only got a certain amount of money, you know, and you think, well, do I want to gamble on what might be shit yeah. at a comedy club or a guaranteed brilliant night watching somebody yeah. that I know is already funny? So sure. hopefully sort of try and bridge the gap between those yeah. two things, yeah. really. Well, good. Keep going. Well yeah, done. Cheers. That's brilliant. And you're doing... Why haven't you got an album out of you singing? <laughs> have, who, yeah. do you, who do you think you are? I don't know. <laughs> I don't what know. What have you become? Nobody, no, just nobody stops you. <laughs> <laughs> just stood in front of the, the Prague Symphony Orchestra going, really? Is this... Uh, all right, fine. Well, I did some musicals. Yeah. I, I went into musicals for a little while. I did Sweeney Todd. Uh, with Michael Ball and Imelda Staunton in the West End, and that was amazing. I played Pirelli, who's, if you've seen the film or seen the musical, he's the, 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 the Italian barber who threatened Sweeney Todd uh, with sort of revealing his uh, true identity, and, uh, and then gets... It was great. I was, I was dead by half eight. <laughs> it's the best job in show business, just sat in my dressing room playing football manager for two hours, and um, <laughs> till the bows. And then um, did that, did the producers on tour with Mel yeah. Brooks, and then, um, and then I, I spent last year doing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, yeah. which is still really hard to say. <laughs> Even after 500 and odd performances, you're like, don't say Chitty Chitty Gang Bang. Do not say that. <laughs> so, yeah, did that last year. So I guess it was that sort of thing. I thought, well, may as well. And then, um, I mean, I keep calling it... It's called A Different Stage, the, 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 the album. Yeah. And it's sort of songs from the shows and a few other bits and bobs. Um, I wanted to call it uh, Manford and Songs. But they wouldn't have that. <laughs> That's a better title, isn't it? Um, or, um, well, Bradley Walsh has got one. Uh, that was another one. That was another one I wanted. <laughs> but um, they went with a much classier pun, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting. And yeah, so, I mean, the Chitty Bang Bang mm. seemed to be... I mean, I was following you on Twitter. I'll through, I'll through, I'm from Facebook, really, through yeah, all yeah, of this yeah. stuff. But it was very physically demanding, that show. The, it really was, yeah. especially for a big lad. Like, it was... <laughs> the, 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 you, you sort of, I remember turning up for the first day of uh, dance rehearsals and... Yeah. Uh, and then he went, right, so if you, could, if you remember the film, it's when Dick Van Dyke goes in to do the old bamboo. The old bamboo is, is in a sort of a, a fair. And he said, right, so what, basically what you do this bit with the character is you sort of wander in uh, and you're surrounded by professional dancers and you just have to p- pretend you don't really know what you're doing. I was like, I've got it, I've got it, I think I'll be fine. Um, but it was like, the hardest bit of the show, although that was physically demanding, the, the hardest bit was because you, you've got kids in the yeah. show. Um, and not because they're not good at acting, it's because they're just little. Yeah. And so a lot of your um, lines are sort of done in a sort of crouched position, <laughs> so your knees and your lower back, you know, after a couple of shows a day. And the problem is you can't use their heads to stand up, you know, like you can, like you, like you can with your own kids. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was hard, but I, lo- I, I, I really loved it. But then yeah. at, at the same time, of course, I loved it, and then now I can't wait to get back and doing stand-up and, yeah, yeah. and, and being by myself for a bit. Yeah, because you're, you're doing a work-in-progress show in Edinburgh, yeah, and then yeah. touring again. Yeah, that... So start uh, sort of, then a bit of a work-in-progress tour. Because the hard thing about doing Edinburgh, obviously there's a lot of comics who've got 20 minutes, and yeah. then they're trying to get to the hour, you know. Yeah. And obviously, like, we're, we're doing like full shows you've got a full show trying to work out how to put it into an hour yes uh, while you're here so it's sort of a a different um a different method but so i'm trying to work out the stuff at the moment and then i do a work in progress tour in small theaters and then i do like a a a bigger theater tour in january yeah back in january again i'm up against manford up against sterling yeah we've got a chance i was i remember going on going against russell brand in bristol but we were on the same night right. in Bristol. And I was like going, I was you know, nowhere near as famous as Russell Brand. And I said to my promoters, 
well, we better cancel it or change it and move to a different day. There's no way we're going to be able to sell uh, both both those rooms are going to sell out. It's like, you know, and he said, it's a very different audience. Don't worry, you'll be fine. And it genuinely was. Essentially, all like these young women uh, went to see Russell Brand and then all their mums came to my show. <laughs> should tour together. So they, can, yeah. they can all just meet in the car park afterwards. Yeah, it's <laughs> <drive> <laughs> it is, but it's amazing how many, you know, I've, I've found that I've, I've been going out most, uh, most years. Oh, blimey, my phone's going off now. Bloody wife, isn't it? She, she knows I'm on. She knows. Anyway, uh, should have turned turn, turn my phone off. Uh, I've, I've, you know, there's like 100, 125 comedians every autumn, kind right? of going. Yeah, right. well, a couple of years ago. So you sort of think, God, why would? How is there people out there choosing? You know, you can even the most obsessive comedy fans only yeah. going to see ten of those. They? Yeah, and I most people so. see one or two of them. But there's a there is a huge audience out there. There is, and then and 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 what you realise, like I've got to a point now where I realise that actually. When you first start, you think you've got to try and make everybody laugh. You know, there's yeah. whatever there is, 70 million people in the country or whatever. And after a while, you get to a point where you think, actually, I just need to make this amount of people laugh. Yeah. I've just got to give them a good show each time. And it's fine for all these people to think that's shit and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they've just got to give these people, you know. There was a, I think it was John Hegley said to me, because he was sort of talking about uh, touring poetry and stuff. And I said, how do, how do you get on, like, you know, touring poetry? And he says, I just have to make 5,000 people a year Give me a fiver. Yeah. And that's it. And, yeah, then I'm, and that's my job. And it's I'm true. like, oh, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's, good. it's really interesting that the range there is of people touring. And John Hegley is really, because John Hegley's been going for, yeah, he's brilliant. for a yeah, decades yeah, and decades. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's, you can do it and that level, and a lot of people wouldn't know. You should go and see John Hegley oh, if you haven't seen him. He's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people wouldn't know who he is, but he can still make an amazing living yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know, re and keep his anonymity, which is. Yeah. Interesting as well, I think, isn't it? So that your your show's called um, Muddle Class. Muddle Class, yeah. Yeah. It's sort of um, it's sort of a phrase I I, I invented really with, with me and my brothers because we were sort of talking about how we had quite a poor upbringing, a working class upbringing, uh, not full blown Angela's ashes, but you know it was it was it was tough. <laughs> and uh, and then my kids are, are like quite middle class, right? and I'm yeah. sort of in the middle of the two, um, and you've got a foot in each camp, and it depends on who you're talking to, which one you pretend you are, yeah. um, you know, and, uh, and of course, raising kids who are posher than you is hard, because you what you don't want is to raise kids who, when you were a kid, you didn't like. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's tough, you know, between the two. And then me, it was a game me and my brother used to play, which was, was you know, we'd, uh, you'd be having pie and chips, but you'd have a quinoa on the side. Like, yeah. just bringing these things together. You know, you have Prosecco, but it's in the mug that mum won at the bingo. Um, and the best one, my favourite one, is my brother, who went to sign on. He was, he was unemployed at the time. He went to sign on. And all he had, uh, he, they didn't have the pen then. He went, oh, I think I've got a pen. And he, he had a fountain pen. It was just something about him, like, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so and it seems to strike a, a chord with people. Yeah, well, I think again to, the know. world's changing. So I mean, it's changing in good and bad ways, and so and so much. But yeah. you know, it is. It's so the world's so different. When my you know my grandparents who grew up in Middlesbrough and didn't have an inside toilet and all those sort yeah, of things, of and that was you know full on working class. And now they wouldn't recognise what working class no, people quite, describe yeah, as yeah. their life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's but it's good that you know things are evening out. In some ways, though, yeah, obviously, yeah. in a lot of ways they aren't. But it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, I'll ask you some emergency questions All right, before well we go. Then, yeah, sure. Um, what, do, you, do you watch CBeebies with your kids, though? And, and do you. Uh, I find them just getting very attached to some of the CBeebies presenters because they're the only people I see in the day. Yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely yeah. There's a, I can't remember the girl's name, but she's on. Um, it's Rebecca she's, from she's, Let's Play. 
There's a... <laughs> there's one on no, there's one on Channel Five on the milkshake oh, okay. one. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, it's just she's my yeah. only friend sometimes. Yeah. Um, and Dora, my kids like Dora. We have this weird thing with Dora where she um, she asks you a she asks you a question at yeah. home and then leaves like what feels like an eternity for you to answer. And obviously my kids often don't know the answer, so I'm like, it's four, it's four! <laughs> I get really angry. But, um, and you start, I think what happens is you start um, putting like adult narrative on yeah. kids' shows just to get through an episode. You start adding things up, you think, oh, I think there's something going on between them two. Like, you start adding, <laughs> like it's a soap opera. Um, uh, but we just did it recently, we watched um, The Good Dinosaur recently, okay. I don't know if you've seen this uh, Disney Pixar film. There's somebody at Disney who's got some obsession with killing parents, right, because <laughs> we, we were watching this thing and the dad dies, spoiler alert, dad dies, <laughs> first 10 minutes he gets drowned, he, you know, he gets taken away by a river and he's, and he's gone. And I'm like sobbing, like I'm crying yeah. my eyes out. And I turn, kids are not bothered. Yeah. Because they see the death of parents <laughs> everywhere in these films. I said, are you all right? And the kids are like, yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> it's like, you're not upset because the dad's dead. They're like, well, can start now, can't you? You know what I mean? Like, you go on an adventure now, can't you? <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I love a bit of that. I love a yeah. bit of sea babies and that. So what is the sexiest TV puppet in your opinion? You had to have sex with the TV puppet. I think Miss Piggy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, go Piggy. Yeah. Well, she's just sort of up for it, isn't she? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And she's frustrated because <laughs> Kermit won't go near yeah. her. And so. you're nicer looking than a frog. And I, yeah, well, you'd hope so. <laughs> that might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> Thank you. How about this one? If you were in a human centipede... Oh, yeah. Um, I've always wanted to ask Jason Manford this yeah, question. No, this is... I'm trying to turn his fans against him, so if there's ever another revolt, yeah. uh, they'll go for me. Um, but you can choose who's at either end of you. You're in the middle. Front which, and back. Yeah, who would you have in front of you and who would you have behind you? Um, well, now you've asked, I think you can go in front. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Just, you know, I think you deserve it. Um, <laughs> behind, crikey. Um, somebody gentle. I would say. Maybe a... Uh, Reg D. Hunter looks a good lover. Okay. Yeah. He looks like he knows what he's doing. Uh, so I'll go with that thing. Okay. Maybe John Bishop. I'm living with John Bishop at the moment oh, yeah. while I'm here. Yeah. And uh, he's very, he's very caring man. Is he it? makes yeah. you breakfast and a brew and all sorts of yeah. things. And he got, the only thing he's done negatively is he got here uh, before me yeah. and we're in like an Airbnb and he's put, he just, he went to, and you got in the biggest room. Yeah, of course. There was no like tossing a coin. He just got here first. His room's yeah. the biggest. And I was like, John, I'm in the small, I'm in like the kids' room. He went, it's not the kids' room. <laughs> I said, I said, it's, I said, the light fitting's a helicopter, John. Like it is, <laughs> it's very much a kids' room. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, maybe John. Yeah. <laughs> After our lovely week together. That's very nice. <laughs> very nice. Well, we're, we're nearly at the end of the show. I mean, oh, I think we are lovely. at the end of the show. It's a shame, isn't it? It's been so, it's gone so fast. Um, uh, there's still tickets. There's still tickets to see you for in, in Edinburgh, Edinburgh no, yeah. but on tour. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So come along. I'm, I'm, Don't I'm, come I'm, along to him. There's still tickets to see me tonight at uh, <laughs> Pleasance. I'm sold out tomorrow. Woo! Hello. There's seven long days to go after that <laughs> of diminishing audiences. Oh, I, go, I go. I'm flying on holiday Monday morning. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, off yeah. to Spain for a week. So. Oh man. It's I'll a good idea not you. to do. You've only been up this middle week. I just you? did the week actually, but I, every time I come, I always think it's not. I'd love to do longer. And I keep forgetting, and then when I've come up and done longer, I think, the fuck am I doing the yeah. whole month for? The last so week's just. So, you forget how tired. It's just tiring. It's just in however 
However much you kind of look but you get no yourself. sympathy. Like, no. No, like, I ring my brother's like, how's everything going? I'm like, a bit tired. He's like, oh, yeah, must be knackering all that talking. <laughs> For an hour. Yeah, he's a plumber. <laughs> he's like, he's got his arm stuck up a shitty U-bend. Oh, yeah, what a nightmare. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in. You are, I Thank think, you. the um, justifiably the comedy champion of oh, the Radio well, Times hey, the end website of the, readers. The main thing is Ricky Gervais didn't win. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Manford! Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, man. Nice one. Since then. Um, thank you very much for coming. Do uh, buy tickets to see next week's show. If you want to come along, we'll get some good guests for that.